0: All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Small Business Podcast of Cape Cod. Zach here with Holly from Pupcakes. How are you doing this morning?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Not too bad. Thanks for joining me. So Holly's store is Pupcakes. She's out in Barnstable. What exactly do you guys do? Want to introduce yourself to the listeners? I always say readers.
1: (laughs) And um, we'll go from there. Uh, Hey, guys. My name is Holly, and I own Pupcakes Pet Boutique on Main Street in Hyannis. We have all sorts of goodies for dogs, cats, and birds, and occasionally some other small critters. And, yeah, we've been rocking it for eight years. I hope to rock it for eight more. So, um, Wow,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. So how did you get started? Do you have dogs, cats, and birds yourself, or do you, you know, were you a pre-vet student in school? Like, what, What's your backstory?
1: So I was a bookkeeper, staff accountant for this. So, oh. Yep, yeah, and I had a part-time gig at Hot Topic because my dog needed a surgery. So I was selling other people's stuff, and I was counting other people's money. And I went, well, that's dumb. So (laughs) I decided that I would take the knowledge and the skills that I already had and apply them to something that I loved. And opening a dog boutique at that time just seemed great, as the only ones that I really knew of for Mid Cape was Hot Diggity and Mashpee. And then there was Another one out in Brewster on the on six a bordering Orleans, and I was like, "Well, great, I'll just hit everyone in the middle, and that'll be fantastic, so,
0: yeah, no, that's awesome. How you guys been doing with this whole covid crisis going on, you guys doing all right? you guys are still semi open or
1: so uh, well we're not semi we we are open, so I fall into so main street, as you know is very like it's touristy not well no, i hate to say touristy because there's a lot of really cool year-round shops on on main street a lot of people don't realize no of course
0: but yeah. it's it's definitely an area that you want to go in if you are visiting
1: yes yes so unfortunately it doesn't get a lot of local traffic already in the off season and i found that you know with my neighbors closed and the restaurants closed it's been getting even less traffic and i fall into this really weird category where I'm grateful and thankful that my business has been considered an essential service, but yep. it, it means I've had to remain open because as far as I can tell, if I close, I don't qualify for the small business unemployment thingies that have been going on. So, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, I would love to have, you know, a, Try, like you know, I love do I love what I do, don't get me wrong, but I love snuggling my dogs more. So <laughs> <laughs> How many how many dogs do you have? I, I've got two. I've got two great deans. Oh wow. Yep. Yep. They're they're small great danes though. They're not they're not ginormous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's that's always been interesting to me. I've always the names of animals and pets are sometimes misleading, right? So yeah. I, I, you just said it. You say Great Danes, and all of a sudden, I pictured in my head these massive dogs. You know, they're great, but they just they take up so much space. Yeah, um,
1: my boy's 150, and my girl's 125. They're still big, but for breed standard, they're they're on the smaller end of the scales, which is good because that just means they'll live longer. So um, I've been I've been very thankful. A lot of people have been very supportive. We've been able to, you know, we're making some sales. We are taking nail appointments. I just hired a groomer in February, which is oh nice. Yeah, that's great timing, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Perfect timing. Oh my god. Um, Yeah, so it's my first time with like a big girl payroll, and it's like yay! I have the worst luck. I am never going to Vegas, never ever. So it's just. Yeah, right. And so we agreed, um, you know, we weren't doing it. We had ceased grooming per the governor's, um, you know, stay-at-home essential services order. But we've been seeing some pretty gnarly things. And we've agreed that at least for safety and comfort for dogs, we're taking nail trim appointments. It's not a walk-in service right now. But, you know, like one girl got scratched in the eye. There was another dog with ingrown toenails, like into the paw pads. It's just... It's not safe. It's not comfortable, you know, and and it can be harmful to people, too. Uh, You know, if, God forbid, a dog like scratches you and you wind up with a wound or something, that's, you know, at least at at the very least we're doing that. And then we've decided to open up grooming appointments again on May 1st, and it's focusing on hygiene, health, dematting, like that kind of thing. You know, grooming is more than just... You know, Fluffy needs to look pretty this week. Not get Don't get me wrong. Absolutely yeah, we love that.
0: I'm glad No, no, I'm glad you said that cuz I you know, I hear the word grooming a lot when it comes to pets and animals, but I honestly, I don't know if you can speak to this a little bit more. What exactly is it? Because I have no idea. Okay. I'm sure it's more than just let's, you know, let's give him a bath and brush his coat or you know. Well,
1: I mean, that's a lot of it, but if you think of it, skin is the largest organ on the body, right? And we have direct access sure. to our skin. We can see it, we can see the condition, we can step in the shower and rinse it off, no problem. Dogs, their the their skin is covered in fur. Sometimes that fur gets really matted. You can't so your groomer is really your first line of defense as to one, keeping your dog clean, because an un- like an unclean dog is unhygienic. I mean, how many times have we seen I love them, don't get me wrong, but every once in a while a dog yeah. will have like some poop stuck to their butt or if the fur in between their legs gets too long, that can become covered in urine. So that is yeah. that's not healthy to have around um, you know, your, yourself, your family. It's not healthy for the dog. They could get urine burns and other skin infections. Basically all the same problems that people would have if they had Um, You know, poo and pee stuck to their skin. And we don't want that. I'm, you know, your dog doesn't want that. So it helps not only clean that up, but it, you know, severe matting is very uncomfortable. Mats can actually trap water under the skin and cause skin infections, hot spots. In severe cases, it can cause necrosis and staph. Infections. Really? Oh, yeah, it gets really hairy. The groomers, you know, they know every inch of your dog's body. They're checking and looking in places where one, it's either socially uncomfortable for us to look in like nobody's like lifting up their dog and being like, how does your butthole hole today? Um <laughs> Right. (laughs) And they're they're in your dog's ears. They you know, if you want the service, they'll be brushing your dog's teeth. More often than not, a groomer is gonna catch like a funny lump, they're gonna catch a skin infection, an ear infection, way before the owners often do. So it's really grooming is your first line of defense for the health of your dog. And if you're not taking your dog to a groomer. Like if you have a dog that doesn't require, like if, if your dog has regular fur instead of hair, you know, you should be bathing and brushing your dog at least depending on the kind of coat every three months. Okay. You don't want to over bathe your dog because that can actually have the opposite effect of keeping healthy skin. Dogs coats have like these awesome natural oils that help keep their coats conditioned. Um, so you don't want to over you know, regular fur dogs. But, you know, you don't want to underbathe them either. And, you know, you should know every square inch of your dog or at least have a professional who knows every square inch of your dog.
0: Sure. Even even if it's even if you bring them in for the first time to kind of see what you should be doing and then maybe you can, you know, yeah. still get back to whatever product. You know, you. I'm assuming you have the products for grooming as well that you guys offer? Uh,
1: yep. We've got some brushes and some shampoo and whatnot in stock. That being said, I'm really hesitant unless you have a lot of patience and a steady hand, I'm really hesitant to, you know, I I always think Yeah, I'm a firm believer that you should learn how to take care of and groom your dog. But there is a line where, you know, you need to take a class, like you need to have a professional.
0: Yeah, you want to make make sure that it's safe for both the, you know, the owner and the the animal. Yeah,
1: I mean, the other side of that is um, grooming injury. So, you know, a groomer has been trained on how to perform proper veterinary holds on your dog. So that way they don't, you know, accidentally get a scissor to the eye. They know how to shave off a mat. You have to be really, really careful with that because you can injure your dog if you don't, you know, you can take off like a patch of skin if you think you're shaving a mat off and it turns off, like now you've got a bigger problem on your hands. But just, oh, all for sure. I would caution anybody doing it at home. Just be careful and take your time. Go slow. It doesn't have to happen in a day. You know, like take lots of breaks. If your dog is very nudgy about getting anything done around the face, like, you know, wait for a professional to do that. You know, it just just be careful. Is I That's like my worried mom moment. Like, oh my God. It's all fun and games until somebody pokes out an eye.
0: (laughs) No, of course, no. It's it's important. So (laughs) hoping
1: moving forward that we can, you know, we're like I said, we're resuming grooming on May first, and that's we're going to be practicing. It's called "quote unquote" express grooming, where you drop off your dog and then you get a call when your dog is done, so your dog's not sitting in a grooming salon all day. You know, you drop off your pup for your appointment time, and then a couple hours later, you get like, okay, your dog is done. Please come get your pupper. <clears throat> so that way, you know, the dogs aren't interacting. So there's no, we're we're trying to cut down the spread of COVID at the same time. It's a delicate balance. So we'll be doing basically, if you've ever been to a vet, appoint, a vet appointment during this whole COVID craziness, paperwork's going to be pre-filled out. We're sending out PDFs and we're going out to the cars to put the dog on a slip lead and take your pup in, give them their grooming appointment, and then bringing your dog back out to you when they're done. With when we have all the equipment to do, you know, curbside payment and all that good stuff, we can do prepay over the phone. We're trying to do we're trying to do the right thing, and then we're using a hospital grade disinfectant on all equipment and surfaces in between each appointment. And we are asking that customers make the best decision for their families. Like if you are um, elderly or immunocompromised, and your dog, you know, maybe they're a little scruffy, but they're not matted. Maybe wait. You know, like, it's it's kind of, you know, like it's walking a fine line, definitely. But, you know, there are some dogs out there that really, really do need the attention. So, no, yeah, it's it's scary and it's nerve-wracking, but it's also about health. So,
0: no, I get it. Trust, trust me, the way I look at it, you know, I mean, I know that yeah, I look at it, I'm trying to compare it a little bit to getting my own haircut, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I haven't gotten it cut since the beginning of this crisis. So, yeah, it's starting to get a little long. Yeah, it's not the best, mm-hmm. but... Am I going to risk? No. I'll just let no. it grow out a little bit more. You know, it'll just be safer all around.
1: That being said, if it was matted all around your head and really itchy and all. Well, right. If it
0: was <laughs> drastic and needed to be done, well, sure, I'm going to go and get it done. Yeah. But that's that's kind of, I was more in making a connection. Like, look, guys, you know, be safe, be smart. But if it's serious, get it taken care of. Exactly. <laughs> So let's circle back around. Let's um, let's see. So why did you pick the cape? What's your background, just personally? Did you do you live here? You know, I'm, I'm not sure if you live here now, but did you grow up here. Kind of give the. Mm-hmm. Give the listeners a little bit of background on you, if you don't mind.
1: Sure. So my family has always been on the Cape um, in one shape or form or another. My grandfather used to have a house in Osterville, like way, way back in the day. No, I've been coming here since I was a little baby. I'm originally, I guess you could say I'm originally from Narragansett, Point Judith, Rhode Island. My father uh, was a commercial fisherman he would go out for two weeks, come back for three days kind of a thing. And my aunts and uncles at the time didn't have kids. So they would drive down to Rhode Island and they'd swoop me up and they'd take me to the Cape. So I was very lucky that way. Um, My aunt and my uncle both lived in Brewster. So I got to spend lots and lots of time on the Cape growing up. So it's always felt like home. So when my mom announced in the fourth grade that we were going to move here, um, it was just like amazing. It was, you know, so I've been on Cape Cod to, like full time since the fourth grade, but uh, I've been calling it home for much longer than that. You know, I've got embarrassing baby pictures on Crosby Beach. So I don't think of myself as a wash ashore. I, I definitely feel like a Cape native. So and and I like to treat the area like I am, right? You know, I it just I feel like, you know, those who live here are just like we're just proud of it and we're we're lucky to be here and it truly is it's a treasure to live 5 minutes away from just about any beach. So, you know, I I I try to put into the community what I I would like to take out of it. So,
0: No, for sure. I mean, that's exactly the point of this podcast too, right? We were talking earlier, you know, the the premise of what we're doing here. And that's, that's it. We're trying to, trying to build up the Cape a little bit. We love the Cape. We're part of the Cape. We want other people to join in the enjoyment of it and not just kind of go through the motions. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I don't want like a lot for myself out of this. I just want to provide a couple of solid full-time jobs, maybe provide a little health insurance, you
0: know, Yeah, no, well, that's that's a perfect segue into the next piece here. Of, you know, where do you see your business in the next five years? Like, do you plan on opening another cupcake somewhere? Do you like the location? Do you want to stay there? Like, what's your kind of future Oh, plans?
1: God. So, COVID threw a wrench in the monkey works. So, um, I had actually oh, planned on selling the boutique. And I had a closing date with a potential buyer um, for May, f- for April 15th. But obviously, when COVID happened, uh, she backed out. I'm going to look at it as a blessing in disguise what I had planned to do cuz one of my passions is nutrition for pets, right? I'm super into both avian nutrition and dog, and dog nutrition
0: between okay.
1: the really horrible marketing and like the it's very the marketing for dog food is very predatory. And there's a lot of misinformation that flies around there on the internet. Like you can walk into any Facebook, how to feed your dog group and in seconds you're set upon. So, you know, I I would really love to go back to school for that. I feel like doing what I've been doing and I put myself through a lot of continuing education. You know, every winter I take some sort of online course about nutrition in some shape or form. Um, I have friends in the veterinary community that I talk to regularly about it. So I was looking at becoming a certified nutritionist, canine and avian. And for that, you need 600 clinical hours. So I was going to wow, take really? it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, so herbalism in the United States isn't regulated. So it's not like you could literally just, you know, pick some chamomile out of your yard and be like, I'm an herbalist now. So, but there is a uh, peer reviewed board. It's called the American Herbalist Guild. And in order to be registered as an American an AHG herbalist, you need 600 clinical hours. So there is a lot of peer oversight, which is really cool. But getting that hours, getting those hours, and running the store kind of is, you know, it it, it butts heads a little bit. So I was going. It's difficult. Yeah. So I was going to sell the. I, I was going to sell the shop. Take a, take a break, go get my certifications, and then come back to it. You know, with COVID, I figured, why not do both? So I, I honestly don't know where the next five years is going to take me. Either way, I've been pouring my heart and soul into it. It's always been business as usual. You know, we're, we're still learning. We're still taking courses. We're still adding fun and unique items. You know, the, the grooming portion of it hopefully will... Free up a little cash flow so I can maybe hire a full-time assistant manager and go and get that education. And I'm actually scouting new locations. I love Main Street. Don't get me wrong; it's a fantastic and totally underrated street, but it's not a good location for selling food. And what I really love, especially right now with COVID, landlords affected by COVID, I'm looking for a space. Yeah, yeah. Some- <laughs> <laughs> something with some good square footage ideally with a classroom space because i'd love to be able to pass on the knowledge that i have learned to everybody else you know i would like to put the power of you know feeding your own dog into your hands but there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to go about it so definitely
0: and i I mean and look you have a storefront already with, with a with a community kind of behind you i would assume i mean you've been in business for eight years so people know about you people know the what you're about You know, you might be able to do both out of the store. Maybe it may not be what you want, but it sounds to me like you might be primed perfectly to be able to do something like
1: that. So I would love to. I've been exploring other options, but in-store classes really isn't conducive to the blueprint of my store. I'm looking into other avenues There's there's ways to do it i just haven't figured. yeah it
0: well landlords out landlords if you need a new tenant for sure give 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 us a call you know we'll make sure we'll get you a new place if we can
1: yeah so ideally it would be a second location i mean i'm not looking to leave i have the best landlords in the world right now actually yeah. big shout out to my landlords um you know everybody's always like oh cape landlords they're so horrible but the family that I rent my space from couldn't be like, they're, they're really the best. They're the the Georges and they're just, they're so good. And honestly, if anybody's ever looking to start a business and they have space available, like you need to be renting from them. They're just the best, most understanding, m- most like, they're definitely working with me for COVID. Like they're just, they're so good. They're just, I can't speak more good about this family than like, I just am so appreciative and grateful to have, to have their support and I just really cannot. So I'm not looking to leave. Ideally, it would be second location. Yeah, oh,
0: no, it's I am trying, yeah, trying to get you kicked out of here, Don't you worry.
1: <laughs> yeah, please don't. I love you, the Georges.
0: Oh, good stuff. So let's, let's do a little bit more. So I know there's some, you know, i hoping to see, you know, a couple of kids listen to this podcast and want to be entrepreneurs themselves. You've built a great business. You know, is there any advice that you might give yourself or them, like maybe five years ago, something you wished you had known? you know, that you do know now or something that you...
1: I guess that depends on the day you catch me on. Some days it would be, <laughs> don't, are you insane? <laughs> like like some days, I mean, I guess the the, the the best answer I can give as far as going to business for yourself is it's definitely been a great and eye-opening experience, but it's very, very difficult if you aren't convicted to putting every single waking hour into your business it might not be for you. If you, if you like nights, if you like weekends, if you like leaving work at work, it it really, like there's a whole lot that goes with it. Like there are some nights I don't sleep because I'm so worried or I have new ideas you know, my like a lot of relationships don't survive the first two, three years in business. So, I mm-hmm. mean, I, thankfully, thankfully, and again, I, I'm so grateful I've got, you know, the right people in my life. My husband's been very supportive, but you know, you have to weigh, like, you don't just go into business and all of a sudden you're making money. I went a lot of years before I even drew a paycheck. Like, it's difficult. It, and then you have to also judge the thing, the biggest thing I've learned about myself is I'm not a good boss. It's really I find my I find it really hard to have you know we all when we had bosses we were like they all suck we've been such a great boss like oh my god bosses are the worst right like you've all had that experience and you know nobody likes to be micromanaged so having been in that position I find it really difficult to be like okay but no you need to do this and. You know, I also find that, you know, people who start a business are usually very type A and very controlly, right? Like, so, you know, like, oh my God, don't do that. I'll do it. Like, it's not going to be perfect.
0: Yeah, it's a a common thing. You got to get comfortable to let things go.
1: Yeah. So first you have to be able to one, put on your boss hat and be able to like, I don't want to say yell at people, but you know, issue orders which is really uncomfortable. And then you have to be able to, when you issue those orders, step away and let whoever it is do it. And just become, like just trust that they're going to do a good job and trust that they're going to do a job that you like. You know, it's just both of those pieces are very difficult for me. I hover. That's half the reason I loved hiring a groomer because I, like, I don't know the technical aspects of grooming. Like I've got a basic understanding for it, but I don't have a talent for it. So... You know, she's got a skill that I don't have and I can in no way, shape or form tell her what to do. So
0: I think to your point, you know, a, a difficult piece that you need to think about as a business owner is is people management. Right. You're you're especially when you're a business owner, you have to know everything about the business, but you also need to have people that work for you understand the business right some people may just not understand it maybe they're just looking you got to find out what your employees need everybody needs and wants something different some people just want a paycheck some people want to grow with the business some people
1: you have to get comfortable having uncomfortable conversations and you have to learn to walk a fine line between having a pleasant working relationship and that Like I always say work friendships, but you know, you develop a work friendship, but then are you going to be comfortable telling your friend, okay, well, you did this and I didn't like the way that you did it. So you need to do it this way. Like, again, it's just, you have to really be able to comp- compartmentalize that part of a relationship. It's It's difficult. So I've learned that I'm not really great at that. That's what
0: but that's okay because again part of part of the whole process of you being your own entrepreneur is finding your strengths and weaknesses and then knowing that there are people that can do the things that you're not great at and you can then hire them or you can learn from them or you can do all sorts of different things, right?
1: Exactly. So that's like one of the biggest it's some so for somebody just starting out just know that you're not going to see nights or weekends for a while you're going to worry constantly and you're going to love every second of it it's like it's like it's so sick it's almost like business owners are gluttons for punishment like we're just we're addicted to it it's just it's really like it's so good and bad at the same time like it's always yeah it's crazy. We're crazy and you just have to be crazy to want to do it. But it's a good kind of yeah. crazy.
0: Well, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, what's your what would you say your favorite part of the business is, you know?
1: My absolute fit. So, first of all, not that I have a bit of a shopping problem, but I do have a little bit of shopping problem. So, <laughs> I
0: think we can all I think we can all say that safely at some point. There's one thing or two things that we could just go to town on and and it sounds like this might be one of them for you.
1: Yeah, if you if you love shopping and opening boxes, um shipment day, like picking out new products for the store and discovering new things and like getting it in and merchandising it. I love the shot of that. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I didn't There's the fisherman's daughter. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I absolutely love that part of it. I am super passionate about the education part of it. I love learning about new things. I am like even just before I opened the store, I was a compendium of useless trivia to begin with. And now I am a compendium of useless trivia and dog stuff. So there you go. (laughs) um, Yeah. So like just learning about new things and there's always some really cool, interesting aspect of the industry. It's just, it's really fun, but it's also really challenging because it's not people spending money on themselves, it's spending money on their pets. It's a very different dynamic. So I love that challenge. And it's just, it's like, I don't know, I just, I really, really do love it. And I'm looking forward to getting a place where I can have a second location where I can focus more on the food and the wellness and like that kind of thing. We already have a really good selection of it here. but. It's really hard to put a twenty five pound bag of food in your suitcase and take it home to Atlanta. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's very true.
1: <laughs> and I've you know, I recognize that Main Street is not always easy for locals to get to. So yeah, I can't wait to bring the education to people and just I just love every little bit of it. Like it's it's so hard to describe what I like best because I really do like it all.
0: That's great. Is there now? I, I don't want to be negative here, but is there anything that you're not a huge fan of? Maybe it's the managerial part of it that we spoke about earlier.
1: Yeah. So the um the managerial part of it, uh, the bookkeeping part of it. I'm my own bookkeeper. I'm very okay in that I can do my own books. A lot of I'm a I'll, I'm a firm believer that if you are going to go into business, this is I guess another piece of advice for people like looking to start their own thing. You need to go to four C's. And take a course like they have a great a course. It's called Office Accounting, and they teach you like the the the, the very like the bare bones of accounting, and then they teach you how to use QuickBooks. And like I still every once in a while will we'll refer to my old textbook for that class. I think at the time that we're talking like in the Wayback Machine, it cost me $300. I'm not even sure how much it would cost someone now. But that piece of like knowing that portion of it's important to know your numbers and it's important to know them sooner than most bookkeepers. Like so in the case of COVID, here's a, here's a good example. In the case of COVID, I know my numbers and I've got my numbers at my fingertips. I was able to fill out my Loan applications much faster than most other business owners would have been able to, because I don't have to call like call and wait for a bookkeeper to have gotten to me. And in this emergency situation, like everybody's like all over their bookkeeper, right? So having that sure. having that control and knowing those numbers is really important. So, but that being said, I did it. You know, that was my career for probably um, another god eight years. So I hate doing it. <laughs> it's just.
0: <wonderful. laughs> It's it's mono it's monotonous, right? From oh, my understanding, God. I, I, you know, you know, I would assume that there's a lot that goes into it. It's a lot of number crunching. It's a lot of input. It's a lot of find this receipt and that it's receipt. It's just
1: so boring. It's necessary, and you need to know it to run your business. But it's just, you know, I like I like the sense that numbers make. That that like the logic part of my brain is just like, oh, well, this and this goes here, and this and if it's wrong, like I know I can find the problem because there's very specific steps that need to happen. But yeah. It's so boring. Data entry is the worst.
0: <laughs> I think, but you know what though—the silver lining in that—I would say—is that it's something that you can learn, right? It's not. It, it might be boring, but it doesn't mean it's hard. And the nice part about that is that you can learn it, and you can, and you can benefit from it, right? It's not something that you can learn and be like, "Ah, this is useless," you know. Yes. Like you know the English the English paper that you wrote in fourth grade and it's kind of useless. But this is something that you'll use for the rest of your life, regardless of whether you run a business or just you know life in general which is nice
1: yeah absolutely and you know whether or not you decide that you're going to continue to do to do your own books or not you know it's just it's a valuable skill everybody should have it everybody like, should be teaching it in high school i don't know why they're not but everybody should know basic accounting um but yeah, we,
0: we could have a whole we could have a whole other podcast on, on school on the school systems and and what we, what every business or what people think about it. But that's another, that's for another, that's for another day. (laughs) Speaking, Speaking of school, speaking of school, let's get, let's get a little personal. Actually, you know, before we do that, is there anything specific about your business that would be different from, you know, a big box store or something that's really unique to your store that nobody else has, that you want to let your, the listeners know about?
1: Oh, dude, you just walked into a hornet's nest. Um, so oh, boy. Oh boy. First of all, <laughs> the education piece, right? So, I know that, like, first of all, when you come into my shop, you're talking to the owner of the shop. If you walk in, sure. like, a Pet Smarter or Petco, you have a hard time even finding a manager. And if you do, like, half the time, like, I love, don't get me wrong, I, I get that the staff is passionate they're not going to care as much as I, I cared so much. I opened a business like that's, you know, I was just like, right. Let's do this. Let's make it my life. So you're always going to get somebody who knows their product here. And it's really, it's really rare that I'm not here. I find it. That's the scariest thing to me about opening a second location is I would have to split my time between both businesses. I wish I could just clone myself and be at both places at once. I love that people can get the personal touch here, you know, for better or for worse. Some days I'm a little cranky, some days I'm a little manic, but no, okay. either gonna get somebody who knows, right? And then also the fun thing about my store is while we do have, so we have really cool and fun finds that you're not gonna be able to get in big box stores but we do carry some brands that are tried and true. Yeah, you can get them there. I try to keep my prices competitive as competitive as possible. You know, I do, you know, I'll buy on I'll buy on wholesale deals and trade shows and all that good stuff and I pass those savings on to my customers to keep my prices competitive. So, you can if there's a brand that you love from a Petco or a PetSmart, chances are I have it here. But on top of that, we have a really rad selection of stuff for people, and we have like my most unique item. I have to say, would probably be my metaphysical section. So you know, growing when you grow up on Cape Cod, you in one way, shape, or form are probably into a little bit of the woo. So we've got a great selection of like healing crystals and books and stuff on. Oh, great! Yeah, on like Reiki and whatnot. So we have a lot of quartz and a lot of apatite. Even if you're just into minerals and stones, just from from like a appreciation perspective for that, we've got a lot of really cool finds, and that helps to support cat rescue. So it's not just like, well, here's some crystals; they're pretty. It's like, well, here's some awesome crystals they're pretty and they're great for energy healing but also it supports a guy that he's fostered to date over 500 kittens wow that's great yeah so that's 500 yeah 500 he um takes in kittens that are too young to be at the shelter that he works with and he or cats or cats that are sick and he gets them to the point where they're able to be adopted and they go back to the shelter so yeah he like bottle feeds and stuff he's actually a really awesome guy and then the other portion of our store that's unique is we, I've always been passionate about CBD for dogs and how like absolutely life changing it's been for um, my dogs and myself and for other, like over the years, I've been carrying it for about six years now. Okay. And I've only seen like, like it's a, it's a tricky industry to navigate because again, everything like, it's a predatory industry to begin with. And then in dogs, it's doubly predatory. Um, so you know, I
0: could imagine because there's no, you know, there's not a lot of feedback. It's not like the dog's telling you this is working or it's not. You kind of have to read into it,
1: well, right? Yeah, that and like the labeling is really tricky, and you know, the the sourcing of the CBD and how it's extracted, and full spectrum versus broad spectrum, and all that good stuff again which we're we try to keep up on our continuing education with that but I've always carried it for pets and now I'm expanding into stuff for people. So the thing I'm most excited about is I was able to source whole flower, whole CBD hemp flower It's in it's New England grown. It's grown in Massachusetts and Vermont. We've got some East Coast grown coming in today actually. That the that flowers grown in uh the Carolinas which is really cool and then um, we're upping our selection of, we've got like CBD herbal blended teas. So it's whole hemp flower with other medicinal herbs. Those are for people. We've got uh, Carolina hemp honey, which is a CBD infused raw honey. And that's a shareable, both you and anything I bring in going to be human grade. So it might have a poodle on the bottle, but feel free to take that CBD. That is actually, that's the... <laughs> That's actually
0: the full, the full board. Yeah,
1: that one, it's one of the higher concentrations of CBD I have ever seen. And their, the way that they extract and source is just fantastic. And I have a slightly higher tolerance to CBD than most people. And if I can feel it, it's like amazing. Right. Yeah, like we've got all sorts of good stuff up in here. I try to keep it on good sale and whatnot. Um, and we're bringing in like er- dry herbal baked pens and stuff. I actually just placed that order yesterday. We're bringing in Kind Pen. So, you'll be able to take your loose flour and you you can vape it, so you don't have to use a concentrate or an oil if you don't want to not that not that those are bad things to use, but i you know I'm a hmm. big fan of putting the plant in your hand, so you can buy a bag of flour and then you can take home some of it and you can tincture it. you can make a tea. Can put it in a dry herbal vape i'll be able to show people how to use those it's just it's going to be so like i look I, I super look forward to it that's the herbalism nerd to me we used to have a medicinal herbal library of over a hundred dried herbs
0: you really you guys really have i mean I think that that pretty much, that, that answers the question of what exactly sets you apart. I mean, yeah. not, only, not only do you have a lot of products for animals, but I think the bigger take home for me in just talking to you and listening to you here is your passion for it. I think that that really set you apart from the majority of business owners in this, in this space that you can just hear. Your knowledge base is huge. Your passion for it is huge. So I think the listeners need to realize that you go to PubCakes, you're going to walk out there feeling, you know what's going on. You're going to
1: feel good about it. Yep. And like, I'm still in the process of learning a lot of stuff. Don't get me wrong. You know, I got off the phone yesterday with the sales rep for Renco Science. They make the G-Pen and they have some of the best herbal, dry herb vapes on the market and i left that conversation okay. feeling like a toddler so like, i'm still
0: <laughs> there's a lot to it
1: so i'm still learning but the thing is like i don't like leaving a conversation feeling like a toddler so i'm going to do all the research between now and when those pens come in and you'll be damned if i'm not the most knowledgeable g pen salesperson on the face of the planet <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. I've been sales. I've been sales myself, and when we do sell something, it's great that the the customer wants to know just about just as much about it as you do. It kind of only goes to goes to speak to the actual product itself that it's great so that's yeah awesome.
1: and it's it's like i get so competitive with that i'm just like how dare that that rep for that company knows more about it than me like
0: <laughs> competition is a great skill and a great trait to have that's yeah sure.
1: so well we're definitely like we're still learning don't get me wrong learning is a lifetime activity so i'm not going to pretend like i know everything because i don't but I like to think that I know as much as I possibly can in that given moment.
0: So, no, so that's that's awesome. So let's get a little personal here. You said it, your husband's on the Cape. You got your how many pets do you have?
1: Oh God, I have.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Do you have do you have kids? I'm assuming your pets are your kids just based on our conversation, but I might be
1: wrong. Yes, we are child free by choice, but we do have we have four parrots. So I've got a cockatiel who has been riding and dying since the sixth grade. He's going to be 20. He's 20. No, he is 26 now. Holy cannoli. Wow. Celebrate his birthday. And then I've got a macaw and two cockatoos. And I've got the two great Danes, Ripley and Zoe. They're both, they're both starting to be senior citizens though. Ripley's 12 and a half and Zoe is turning okay. 10 next month. Still going strong though, both of them. And then Good. we've got a cat named Tuna Fish Casserole.
0: <laughs> and, sorry, I love <laughs> Well, 'cause
1: Well, cuz sometimes you're really in the mood for tuna fish casserole and then sometimes I'm sorry, but you're just not in the mood for it. Like <laughs> oh I love him. He's just clapping cuz it's so true. Oh my god, he's just he's such a good cat. I love him so much. And then it's like a really weird pet to have, but I've got a handful of praying mantis as well.
0: I if I remember correctly, praying mantis is like the the female like can't live with anything else, right?
1: neither of them can live with anything else praying mantis are highly cannibalistic and it goes both ways so guys don't worry they get their shots in too (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's it's you know they're highly cannibalistic every once in a while there are people that breed them i'm gonna think i'm gonna try i have a pair of orchid mantis i think i'm gonna try and breed them this summer when they get old enough but chances are someone's gonna die and it's it's really hard like I I I don't know. Like they, I keep going back and forth because I love both of them. They're my little bug friends, Oops. my little murder bugs. I love like my <laughs> males, Andy Dufresne and Red, because they're they're they, they are on the same cell block, and Andy's always trying to escape. Um, so and oh my, God. that's funny. Yeah, they're my boys. They're my little murder boys, and I don't know how right. I feel about you know, putting their life at risk to create more orchid mantis. I don't know that I have it in me. There are ways to try and mitigate that loss, but I, I, I don't know. So we'll see. That was the goal, but that yeah. was the
0: We'll check. We'll check back in and see how that went in a couple. You know, in a couple months,
1: <laughs> it probably won't go at all, But <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all right. So, so uh, where do you guys? You guys live in Barnstable, or are you guys outside, and you come in, or? Yep,
1: no, we live in Hyannis. The commute's fantastic. I can't complain about it. There you go. But yep, I, we we both live and work in Hyannis. Uh, you know, it's our home. It's our town. We love it. It's it's got an unnecessarily bad rap. It, but it's just like any other village on Cape. Only we've got more big box stores and your hospital. So it's nice to us. Be nice to us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. I love Hy- I, I'm partial to Hyannis because there's it's the one place on Cape that I feel like you can really go and do something. Yeah. You know, I wish there were more towns that were like Hyannis, but obviously eh. space wise, requirement wise, I don't know. There's just not a lot of it. I'm you know, you know, I've spent some time in Boston, mm-hmm. so. I like that feel of that, almost that city-esque feel. Um, yeah,
1: but Cape's charm is that it's not a city, right? So, I, I don't know. Oh, I, sure. feel like, I, I feel like having, like, the one industrialized place on Cape, great. But, you know, the Cape's real draw is its natural beauty. So, I'm a big fan of, you know, not bulldozing any more of it. Um, you know, yep. so it's just I've been like so vocal about it to the point where I've sometimes been called a nimby but it's just like, no, I really just do want the coyotes to have a place to live though. Like, you know, like, there's plenty. Yeah. Know, it's a, think,
0: the Cape has something for everybody. I think, I think it just, is, it can continue to be, Something for everybody. Just don't pigeonhole it into one area. I think that's the one thing that, for me, yeah. is
1: important. Well, I would like to see it retain the, nat- the, the 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 land that's still like natural and foresty, and you know, let the nature places still be nature because there's plenty of yep. space that's already been developed. There's plenty of buildings that are standing empty. There's plenty of areas that are already bulldozed. Like let's work with what we've done. And not in- interesting.
0: What's going to happen with the you know once they finish up the mall and you know redoing it and what what's gonna, what that's all going to turn into?
1: Yeah. So let's just let's yeah. Let's not bulldoze any more trees. Like that's you know that's I, it, it's a small go. favor to ask, but you know it is what it is.
0: <laughs> cool. So we got we got two last questions here for you. Then we'll wrap it up. Um, actually, three more. I always like that. I mean, you're on Main Street, so especially knowing that restaurant wise, where's your favorite place to eat on the cave?
1: Oh God, don't make me do that. I'm a fat kid. Um, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, trust me. Once I ask this question, it always, it always turns into like, Oh man.
1: Oh my goodness. So that is actually, we're getting into like, like hairy relationship stuff. Cause my husband's a creature. Oh. My husband's a creature of habit. Like he's always like, he always likes to go to like the same three restaurants. And I love him very okay. much, and he is the one that almost always pays, so I almost always acquiesce, but it was up to me who go to a different <laughs> restaurant every night. I, um, like, Main Street's just got so many good restaurants to begin with, right? Like, we just got a Neho. My next-door neighbor, Downtown Bistro, has the best New York strip I've ever eaten in my entire life. You, huh. could, you could cut that thing with a fork. Like, it is just so good. And... yep and then you've got like the old school italian joint alberto's like right next door to me and i call it i call um seaside pub is amazing so i always like i always laugh i tell people like when i send you in you're gonna wonder why because it's basically a townie bar but they've got the most amazing chef and then they they all (laughs) come back towards the end of their day and they'll be like You were right to recommend them. So it's like there's all sorts of amazing places to eat. Like I love when Naked Oyster does their buck-a-shuck. And then there are other amazing restaurants around Cape, right? Like Scargo Cafe, delicious. I love Cape Seafood. We go once a year, and I look forward to that all year. Masaki for sushi cannot be beat. I am probably going to start fighting.
0: Yeah, that's what I've that's what I've heard. I haven't been able to get there myself, but I'm gonna get try to get there in the next couple of, once this whole thing gets over with. I mean,
1: I love Inaho, but I think I like Misaki more than I like Inaho. Like <laughs> I, I yeah. probably started like a war. Like there's probably factions out there. Like, how dare you? But oh my god. That's funny. You have delicious seafood there. It just you know, like the Cape if Cape Cod does one thing right, it's restaurants. You are like you're gonna be yeah. hard pressed to have a bad meal anywhere on Cape.
0: No, I mean, well, it's the biggest. I think it's one of the biggest parts of our industry, right? It's the it's the complete package of you know, yeah. tourists are gonna to come here, locals need a place to go out and eat, so we need to make sure that that's on point. Yeah. Um, awesome. So two last questions here. What's the most important thing for you as a business owner? Would you say you know? Do you think it's more important to have a deep, broad knowledge of the entire industry? Or to really hone in on focusing on one piece of the business so that you become the expert on that.
1: A uh, little column A, little column B, right? So okay. Everybody likes choice, and you need to know what's going on broad broadly in your industry because otherwise, as a so as a business owner, I'm putting on my um, capitalist big dog hat, right? My yep. greedy capitalist hat. You need to know what's <laughs> going on in your industry so you can capitalize on trends. Let's say I, you know, was hyper focused on toys and collars and leech, right? I never would have gotten into the CBD portion of my business, which is huge. It's huge right now. Like if you're not, if you're a dog store and you're not selling CBD, at least one brand of it, you're probably doing it wrong. You need to be doing at least a little bit of it. Although please don't because I'm the best at it. (laughs) Uh, But yes. It's all all mine. Give it to me. Yes, 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 yes. So again, I've got...
0: So having both, and again, that's that's a common theme with most of the businesses that are on this podcast, I will say that, you know, it's important to focus in and be an expert on mm-hmm. some topics, but you have to be able to, you know, in order to survive, you have to know at least yes. a bit about everything.
1: So float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, right? So if you're a small business owner, especially right. in retail, any kind of retail, it doesn't matter what kind right now, retail is, it's struggling, it's a really hard industry, But the smaller independent boutiques are doing really well. So where like Filene's and JCPenney and all those other big box stores post losses and close their doors, the smaller boutiques are doing well because we're experts at what we do. We have niches. We have broad knowledge of like the the bigger picture of what's going on in our industries and we're able to take our niche and tailor it to those larger trends. So it's really important that you have your focus, be an expert in something. If you're not going to be an expert in something, being a small business owner is not for you. But, you know, you Got need it. to you need to definitely have your expertise areas, but you can't ignore the larger the the your your industry at broad. Like you can't you can't you can't not know what's going on, you can't be put on your blinders and not know what the rest of your you know the people in your career are doing
0: great it's important yep. so last piece and I think you know we talked a little bit about it with the donation for the um, courts and things of that nature any other philanthropic you know endeavors that you go after anything that you try to support as a business owner you know having that a potential ability to do so some some business owners are fortunate to be able to do it some not yet but have a premise you know, what would you say in regards to that? Do you do you support anything specifically? Um,
1: so the best answer I can give you is that, you know, I had to focus a lot of my giving back to the community on animal charities. That being said, I'm always happy to support the customers that have supported me. It's really rare that I say no to a request for a donation in some way, shape, or form. Just about every, Got not every product, but a lot of the products I carry support some sort of philanthropic, cause on their own. And a lot of them are, you know, cause the, the Colorado hemp honey I carry supports veteran causes, right? So it's a company that was started by veterans for veterans. They've got their own foundation, you know, planet dog. I carry a lot of them there. They have their own foundation. I search for products specifically that do that. I'll carry local products. I do have to take into account consistency and quality, but if you are on Cape Cod and you're making a dog product, please come in and see me. I'm happy to talk to you about it. Great. And then on top of that, we are a drop-off location for Sandy Paws Rescue. So if they're looking right now for blankets and pillows and, you know, laundered, gently used dog supplies, that would be great if you want to drop off something like that and not? we're a drop-off location for them. And then during COVID, I was um, inspired by uh, Suspended Coffee. Have you ever heard of Suspended Coffee?
0: Uh, I have not. Is it is it a method of brewing coffee? No. Is it or is it something that so, I okay? I have no idea. It's bigger on the
1: west coast <laughs> and in the um, Midwest to Mid East. Uh, but you walk into a coffee shop and you buy a coffee for yourself, and then you can buy what's called a suspended coffee. And then somebody in need can come in, and they can they can collect that suspended coffee. They can they can be the recipient of that prepaid for coffee, without oh, having to pay out of pocket for themselves. And it's no questions asked. So what we've done is we've adapted that to I call I'm calling it pot forward, because pot is one letter off from pay. So instead of paying it forward, we're gonna call you, it forward. you can buy uh, a pot forward voucher for five dollars. I mean, if you can, you can do it more. But I, I'm working in increments of five because that just feels good in my brain. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, yeah. I was, I was actually looking through your website now. It actually, you got a nice little piece on it that explains it. So, for anybody that you know needs some more information, you can find it at pupcakes.com.
1: And we're going to be working awesome. on the website in 2020, 2021, because it really is just a Tumblr. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: That's. I mean, hey, it looks pretty. It looks pretty solid right now, from what I'm looking at. You know, right. I, I always like to get a little bit of background information, so on the business before I give them a call. But that's, yep. you know.
1: So we're gonna we're gonna try and make that a little bit more a little bit more professional. But the, the donation platform is solid. It, it's it's uh, embedded into my Square account. But what if you feel like it? What you can do is donate a Pot forward voucher in just about any amount and anybody that needs to can come in and collect it they can redeem up to two vouchers and they can use it on anything or any service in the store so they need dog food if their dog is having a birthday and you know they want to do that i've opened it up to it's it's, it's open to anybody no questions asked but i've kind of reiterated that especially first responders and essential workers are welcome to come in and cash them in that being said it is first come first serve basis so we had some the other day but uh today we don't have any so here's me rattling my little coffee can if you care to donate that would be, <laughs> that would be amazing Thanks. but yep so we we keep really good track of them i'm actually waiting for a, a chalkboard to come in so it can be like i can set up a nice little display for it but you know like if you need a couple cans of dog food, or if you need uh shampoo or some treats for your dog, or if you're having just like, even if you're just having like the world's shittiest day and like giving your dog a treat would just make you smile or giving any dog a treat would just make you smile. Come in, redeem a voucher. Like I said, no questions asked. So, as long as they're available they're there for you so that's kind of a fun little program right. that we've started i'm hoping it catches on i'm actually working in conjunction with the suspended coffee people they've got me listed on their website and we're coming up with good marketing ideas for me they love everybody's a dog lover right so they love, they oh, love that we were opening it up to adapting it to our shop and how we do things so that's been really really fun so I'm, I'm looking forward to that program growing, and of course we'll figure out other ways to contribute to the community. It's. I mean, you're doing a lot as is.
0: You're supporting local businesses. You're supporting the community through the products that you provide. You know, you're you're making your own pro your own pho- philanthropic endeavor. I mean, you're you're doing a lot. So I wouldn't I wouldn't sell yourself short. Yeah,
1: but if you, we could always do more, right? So uh, it's just trying to figure out a way to put it back out into the community. I'm looking forward to opening like a little herbal clinic piece. So when that happens, when I finally do get our herbalist certified, we'll be giving back to the community with, you know, appointments and whatnot for people who might be having a little trouble. So that'll be fun. And I'd like, it just, there's lots of big plans and just trouble is finding time right. to implement them, I guess.
0: Yeah. It's, it's plans and then it's execution, right? You know, was what's the phrase I heard the other day?
1: Dream without a plan is just a wish like something like that, I don't
0: know, there's a... Yeah, you know, a lot of times, you know, anxiety is cured by mm-hmm. action, right? So you're anxious about all the plans that you have, but you just gotta go and do them, so now it's just finding the plans yep, to go and exactly. do it, right? Perfect. All right, so let's recap it here, Holly. You're over at Pupcakes. Why don't you give a little background information again, just so the listeners, so they know where to find you, um, you know, social media links, things like that. You know, just let them know, and we'll close it up. Sure. And we'll go from there. Um,
1: so we're Pupcakes Pet Boutique and Bakery and Grooming Salon. We're located at uh, three sixty six Main Street, Hyannis, Massachusetts. We're just after, because people like landmarks, so we're just after. We're a little bit down from Ben and Jerry's and Alberto's Restaurante, and our spot is just after that big black awning for Cape Cod Jewelers.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: And you can find us on the web, www.pupcakescapecod.com. And that should take you to the pertinent social medias. But if you need a Facebook, it's Facebook slash Pupcakes Cape Cod. Just about everything is Pupcakes Cape Cod, honestly. So.
0: There you go. There you go. Oh, it works yep, out it perfect, does. right? Holly, right. well, I appreciate you taking the time today. I know I got to let you go. You're about to open up the shop. But yeah, everybody else, go check her out. Stop by in Hyannis and uh, let me know what you think. Appreciate it as always. If you got some value out of this podcast, which I know you did, Holly gave a ton of information for new business owners and just being a business owner on Cape Cod, definitely please make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share this with your friends, help us grow this movement into making the small businesses of Cape Cod grow, helping the community of Cape Cod grow and bringing about a better tomorrow for the entire Cape. Last but not least, if you yourself are a business or you know someone that has a business on the Cape that would like to be a part of this podcast, please send over an email to thesbpocc at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at slash sbpocc.
1: All right, everyone, thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of the day. We'll see you on the next episode.